Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast, sponsored by Shredded Wheat. Start your day right with the fugitive of breakfast cereals. Don't eat three. I don't know why they said this, because it's quite easy to eat three. I remember Warrior from the Gladiators, he said he had ten for breakfast. So, although maybe that was Weetabix. I'm not sure now. Um, maybe it was Weetabix that he couldn't eat three. On these shows, I look at the songs of Iron Maiden and how they influenced me growing up as a boy in 1980s and 1990s Birmingham. This week, I'm looking at Chains of Misery, which is track eight on the Fear of the Dark album. Last week, I looked at The Fugitive and had some comments about the show. I had a message from Kathy Bates, and she says she was disappointed about the Dave Morey fact of the week. I said that your mother had a maiden name, which suggested that all mothers have maiden names, and this isn't the case in modern society, so she was annoyed, so I apologise for this, because it's not like the old days anymore. And she says, get with the times like Trevor, because he mentioned the fourth wave of feminism on the Charlotte the Harlot episode way back, so... Yeah, okay, so maybe Trevor's got one up there, but uh, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I just said it because I imagine most people's mothers did have a maiden name. But yeah, I acknowledge my mistake, so I apologise to anyone else offended by this. I did have other comments, but I'll address those later. So Chains of Misery then, that's what we're looking at this week. And what a title, Chains of Misery. What's that then? Well, I can tell you, it's not about those corporates, those chains that you see on every city high street. Although some of the service in these chain store coffee shops is a bit like misery, I find anyway. We might say, well, well, there goes your potential sponsorship from Starbucks. Well, I don't care. They write your name on the cup, and I think that's a breach of data protection laws. And they shout your name out, don't they, in public, to give you a strawberry and cream frappuccino with extra squirty cream and marshmallows. I don't like this, but one thing you can do to stop it, and have fun at the same time, is you can pretend you're a spy and give them a false name or alias. A bit like Iron Maiden when they stay in a hotel. Maybe we should all go to Starbucks now and say our name's Trevor. So there you go, you can do that. That'd be great, wouldn't it? It could cause some confusion and maybe the scam would go viral. Imagine the staff's face. Oh, another Trevor, they'd say. (laughs) It'd be chaos. They'd probably still spell it wrong. Anyway... I don't take Paul Dano to these chain store coffee shops. He comes to a local calf, so that'll teach them, won't it? It'll only be wasted on him anyway. You might remember someone asked him what he felt about all these coffee choices nowadays. And he didn't understand it, did I? Well, I appreciate that this is a bit silly, because I'm going on about coffee chains when I said the song isn't about this. So yeah, chains of misery. This is like chains that tie you or bind you. So chains of misery suggests it might be like a misery you can't escape from. Perhaps a bit like depression enveloping you. It's not mix suggesting a chain wrapped in misery. But like those after eight limited edition chocolates where it was the traditional mint squares wrapped in white chocolate. That's horrible. The song starts quite up-tempo and the feel of it sounds like a sped-up 22 Acacia Avenue. And here's 22 Acacia Avenue sped-up. Oh, hang on.
Oh, better. Sorry about that. And then we get this nice swing rhythm. Listen to the cymbals in here. Now Bruce's vocal comes in and we hear some lyrics that sound quite poetic. It says, there's a madman in the corner of your eye. He likes to pry into your sunlight. He wants to burst into the street with you and I. A world of shadows and rain. There's a madman in the corner of your eye. He likes to pry into your sunlight. He wants to burst into the street with you and I. A world of shadows and rain. Now this song is written by Bruce Dickinson and Dave Murray. But the poetic nature of that verse suggests that Bruce did the lyrics. Although the rhyme of I and I would be rubbish if it was Trevor. Now allegedly, Yannick Gers wanted to get in on the scene and he wanted to make that last line rhyme with sunlight, which would have changed the line to a world of shadows and shite. And, and that would have also added alliteration. But Bruce said no, and he worked with Dave instead. Now despite the heaviness of these lyrics, the sort of grey theme, apparently Dave Morey was still smiling during the songwriting process. The way Bruce sings these lines is a bit gruff, and I'm not too happy about it. But again, maybe it suits the tone of the song. At this stage, it sounds a bit like a standard rocker. And we've maybe had too many of these lately, rather than anything special. However, I do like the flickering guitar, which comes in later in the verse. Now going back to the lyrics, the line about the madman in the corner of your eye suggests something controls how you think, perhaps your moods, and that sunlight he wants to pry into might be a sunny disposition and he wants it to become dark, a world of shadows and rain. So is this madman a literal madman or is it something in your mind, in the corner of your eye that you can't quite see? I'll have a look at this later. Now the mood so far has been pretty standard. Let's see if the chorus can lift it. Oh, we get some crowd vocals again. Now Daniel Armstrong got in touch and he said that this sounds like the Muppets. Now you might expect me to get Pterodactyl Mark to come in and do a turn. But after being criticised for only bringing him in for the weaker songs, I'm not going to ask him. So maybe that'll teach you. But then I had a message from KC Matt and he said that he was born to sing the backing vocal on this song and can only imagine the dizzying height he might have soared to if the timing had been right. Now at first I thought this might be a sarcastic comment. But if he was being sarcastic then he'd have said this and then added the word not after it, wouldn't he? So he must be being serious. So okay then, as there's a demand, luckily for you, I've already recorded a conversation with Pterodactyl Mark, just in case. Hey Wayne! Jeez, hello, are you right? Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? What is? I was chatting again. Yeah, well, just a quick one. Uh, as I said to you beforehand, I just wanted to do the vocal for Chains of Misery because some people said that you'd be quite good at singing that bit. This was after Daniel Armstrong said that the Muppets would be good for this, but I said maybe you'd be good. I hope you're not suggesting that my voice sounds like the great Gonzo. Yeah, we've already done that joke. All oh, right. Do you like the song Chains of Misery? If I say yes, can I be on the podcast more? No. All oh, right. Okay. I'm not that bothered about it. What, the podcast? No, the song. 
Okay, well, can you just sing that bit then for us? Is that all I am to you now? Just call up when you need some singing. Just do it, please. The listener hasn't got time for this. Chains of misery! Okay, thanks, bye. Now, you may remember, on From Here to Eternity, that I don't like this style of backing vocal, and I don't like it, whether Pterodactyl Mark's in it or not. To me, it just sounds like a group of men with beards in a medieval banquet hall, sitting on a bench, swinging their tankards. So, as I don't like this, maybe I'm a bit biased and perhaps not the best judge of the song, so let's try and find some positive comments online. Now, in the past, I've looked at YouTube, some videos, and see what people are saying underneath it, and I was pleased to see that the official Iron Maiden channel had put Chains of Misery on there, which was interesting, so I had a look there. But then I found that the comments have been turned off. So I wonder why that is. That's unusual. Um, Looking at a more recent video, they had over 34,000 comments on the writing on the wall, so they don't normally do this. So what happened there? Perhaps Philippe Drummondo went too far and lots of people argued with him. I found a couple of other posts on YouTube which had a reasonable number of views, so I looked there instead. Now on one, it had 26,000 views, which seems okay. There's only 12 comments. That was disappointing. Someone said, this is effing underrated. And then someone said, a great maiden sound. So those are two positive angles. Although somebody answered the great maiden sound with no. So that sounds like Johnny Blade, doesn't it? Some of these people, they just can't argue online. They just say no, and that's it. Just attention seeking. So I was disappointed here as well. Not a particularly highbrow discussion. And it wasn't all positive. Someone said it sucks. And then someone replied with what? So again, he said what four years ago. So I hope that person hasn't been hanging around on YouTube waiting for a response. Because they've not got one. Now the vocals is one thing. But another thing I don't like about the chorus is it seems a bit jaunty. And maybe this is Dave's smiley influence on the song. It follows the swing mood from the earlier sections. But with the theme being about chains of misery... You'd expect something a bit more downbeat, like a sort of gothy sound. Now at the time, I thought they might have hired a gang for the day when they recorded it and added them to this and other songs. But from the live footage that I mentioned on From Here to Eternity, we saw that it was Yannick and Steve who sang, so maybe that's the case here. Now they didn't play this song live, so fans never got to experience this sing-along chorus, thankfully. Last week, Trevor mentioned the possibility of fans booing a hologram version of the band in the future. Yes, I did just say that sentence. I said that nobody would ever boo the band, but maybe they chose not to play some of these songs, knowing that they were subpar, and perhaps they were worried they might get a negative reaction. The same as removing comments from a YouTube video. Maybe we should try and get the band to play this song on the next tour and see what happens, like an online petition, or or something we can get to go viral. This is quite a good idea, but it's not as good as telling Starbucks your name's Trevor. The chorus talks about a he who has got your chains of misery, suggesting it's the madman. This is someone controlling your moods. Now somebody controlling your moods could be symbolic of a relationship where someone's abusing the other person, like trying to control them and gaslighting. However, the madman in the corner of your eye in the first verse suggests that it's something that can't be seen, as I mentioned, like something within you, some sort of inner doubt from unfounded thoughts, making your mood change. In other recent songs by Iron Maiden, we've seen that the things that might control us are the media or politicians. So again, 
Is it the headlines that make us doubt and question, and maybe even depress us, keeping us in this chain of misery? As well as a chain like a shackle, maybe the chain is like a sequence, like one thing triggering another, that sort of chain, like a chain of events, all of these bleak things in your life just creating a constant state of misery. But like Tuesday the 22nd of October 1991. As I mentioned earlier, Bruce wrote this with Dave rather than Yannick. But here's an update from Yannick. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Hello, I'm Yannick Gers from Iron Maiden. And welcome to another Getting Jiggy With It. A lot of people are surprised when I tell them I like stage musicals, or even film versions of them. I love the sound of music, me. Like Trevor, I was besotted with Liesel as a young boy, and I used to wish I could skip and hop in a gazebo in the rain, singing, I am 17, Gannon on 18. But I never did like. Talking of singing in the rain, that's a classic and all. But my favourite is High Society, The Rat Pack, and jazz musician Louis Armstrong. And Grace Kelly, of course. Mm. Being an Iron Maiden, I like the big visuals at the theatre, the colour and the choreography, but I find it hard to sit still. The theatre seats aren't that comfy, and I want to stand up like I'm at a gig. I'm always relieved at the intermission, an ice cream tub and a pint. I'd like to do a musical about Iron Maiden. Most people would want to focus on one album, like Seventh Son, but I'd have a normal character's life reflected through our songs. I don't think anybody has done something like that before. Parallels with a childhood and the themes of the songs. I'd have a proper orchestra, not them shite strings on a keyboard. I'd call it Blood Brothers and hope nobody noticed it has the same title as another musical. Anyway, best be going. I'll see you next time on Getting Jiggy With It. Getting Jiggy With It. The instrumental break is a quite a nice change of mood. It slows down and it's quite soft. It's a bit odd because Bruce sings the line It's only love that holds the key to your heart over it And while this is a positive message It does sound a bit like a lyric from Jason Donovan This section leads to a solo And once again this part of the song is a highlight A bit like what I said in The Fugitive So it's good if you can get this far Overall, I don't mind the lyrics, but of course some of it makes me groan. It's another bad song from the 90s, basically. But is it worse than From Here to Eternity, which was the biggest stinker so far? Now, I read somewhere that someone said From Here to Eternity is good because it's the band having fun. Now, I don't think they should be having fun on a song called Chains of Misery, so I'm not sure you can say that here. Right, let's give Trevor a ring, see what he's been up to. Hiya, Wayne. Hi, Trevor, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been a mixed week. Okay. Um, what, good and bad, do you mean? Yeah. Jubilee week. That's right. Yeah, platinum jubilee. I learned that word through Iron Maiden, because some of their records went platinum. Not this one, though. Uh, just gold. But that's still good, isn't it? Yeah, gold album. Yeah, and this is in the UK, of course. Um, yeah, good achievement. Maybe I should release my poetry as an album, a spoken word. Do you think that'll go gold? No, I don't. Um, so what have you done for the Jubilee, then? I'd had some cake. I recycled the Eurovision bunting. And I made a model of the Queen out of Play-Doh. 
Well, that's a nice tribute. Yeah, maybe you saw her on the windowsill. Oh, was that the Queen? I thought it was one of your dinosaurs. Why would a dinosaur wear a hat? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she wasn't a scale, though, I acknowledge that. I made her look outside the window, because I didn't like her looking in at me. Okay, so um, was that a good bit or a bad bit? You said it was a mixed week. Oh, yeah, that was good. Now, the bad bit was I bought the wrong shreddies. What do you mean? Well, they've changed the shade of blue on the pack. I bought the light blue pack because I thought the dark blue was frosted shreddies and you shouldn't frost shreddies. So you got the wrong pack then? Yeah, they've changed it round. The light blue one is now frosted shreddies and the dark blue one is normal shreddies. Okay, so this is bad news then? Yeah, they should put the word frosted bigger so I could see it. Well, I'm I'm sure if you looked properly you'd have seen it. Yeah, but it's about the colour. I just picked it up without thinking. Shreddies have scammed me and I'm not eating the frosted shreddies. I'm going to make them sit on the shelf forever as punishment and a protest. Well, I don't think Nestle are going to be bothered about that. Anyway, should we talk about the song, Change of Misery? Maybe that'll cheer you up. No. What, you don't want to talk about it? No, I mean, it won't cheer me up. It's a disappointing song. Yeah, I suppose it's quite an odd one. Yeah, unusual. Chains of Misery. I can only think of another song with Chains of at the beginning. Chains of Love by Erasure. Oh, yeah. Although I remember the line, In Chains of Adamant. What's that, then? It's a reference to the play The Alchemist by Ben Johnson. Who? Ben Johnson, playwright from 16th century or 17th. I thought that was an athlete. What's he got to do with it anyway? What's his play got? Oh, was that The Alchemist, you say? So was that what inspired the song The Alchemist? No, just thought of another phrase with chains of in it. We studied it in English. Well, we did in the top set anyway. All right. I remember Scruffy Taylor, he read out as In Chains of Adam and, and we all laughed and started doing the Prince Charming dance. Hilarious. So apart from the word chains and of, there's no link to the song then? No, but Dr Faustus was around the same time and there's a link there. (sighs) Yeah, a good angel and the bad angel again. That's what I picture here, causing doubt and questions within you, bringing misery. That choice we heard in earlier songs, like Another Life and Prodigal Son. We should broaden your reading a bit. That's why people were impressed that I mentioned Victor Hugo and Papillon. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. Anyway, that sort of laugh. I've had some comments about you being aggressive again lately. I think it was Ron Kramer on Facebook and other people. When? Yeah, well, I don't know. That's what they say. They're saying you're being aggressive and maybe I should put you in your place again. I don't remember. Last week you interrupted me. You stopped me singing, I am a circus clown, that line to the tune of The Fugitive. Okay. And you stopped my story early about hiding in the bath, so you're the one being aggressive. I'm not aggressive. Yeah, well, I'm fed up with the comments, or the haters, T-Rev, poems, they're, they're trying to pry into my sunlight, like in the song. Okay, well, have you got a poem this week? Yeah, here it is. Sometimes I sit inside my shed. Dark thoughts gather inside my head. I watch the clouds. I feel the clouds. Upon the raft that is my bed. I float downstream to a happier dream. Break free from the chains of misery. A land of custard, crumble and cream. Too far for you to visit me. Okay, so uh, sounds like you're escaping from dark thoughts to some imagined world yeah 
custard crumble and cream be like alliteration but that's a paradox because some people have custard on their crumble and some people might have cream but I don't think you can have both so that'll raise some questions from academics won't it I'm not sure you could have ice cream as well yeah but I didn't have room for that I prefer ice cream with apple pie well I don't want this to degenerate into another food argument we had people querying porridge didn't we in the past and how you drink your cup of tea and I don't know, sausages, what sauce, I can't remember, I'm sick of it. Let's talk about Iron Maiden again. Um, next week we've got The Apparition. Trevor? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. The Apparition. Just Yeah, just thinking about custard. Okay, yeah, well, I'll speak to you next week then. Okay, thanks Wayne, bye. All right, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Wayne Maiden on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram and Probably a few other places. I've also got a Ko-Fi page where I sometimes put bonus content out. And if you want to support the show, you can do so there. Leave a tip and uh, the link's in the show notes. Now looking at Chains of Misery, um, I've said about other songs being a bit dated. And yeah, this vocal, I think, does give it that feel. A bit like Rock the Night by Europe or something like that. But it's grown on me a bit, this song. Even though I've been a bit negative overall. Yeah, while listening for this episode... It's not as bad as I thought. Now, if you've been doing nothing but listening to this album for the past month or so, like I have, then I pity you. But the songs do start to seem okay when you listen more and more, and better than they probably really are. Now, I know that this song is dreadful compared to those peak songs we've already covered. In fact, a lot of not-peak songs as well. But in isolation, over and over again, it became tolerable, and I didn't think I'd say this. And again, if you can get to the solo, you'll be rewarded. Like when you get to that cafe at the top of Snowdon. You've made it all that way to the top of the mountain after a hard slog. And now you can have a cup of tea. But once you start to imagine it, the train arrives at the station. And all those people who couldn't be bothered to walk and climb the mountain. These cheats in the trainers and old people on a day trip. They all push in in the queue. And that despondent feeling is similar to when the solo ends and you have to go back and hear the chorus again. You realise you've now got to go back to that arduous walk all the way back down and pull up with it. Anyway, it's never going to be a classic, but I think it is better than From Here to Eternity. Now, you're probably lucky. You've probably got a balanced diet of listening to the Iron Maiden albums, mixing them all up equally, picking out your favourites mainly, and then just occasionally listening to these stinkers. And you, you probably do skip this or gloss over it, and you've got every right to. It is probably bottom five of the songs I've done so far. Actually, maybe bottom ten is more likely yet as I've been listening to only this uh, maybe it's changed how I feel I've almost warmed to it so I'll see it for what it is it's like a simple quick song it doesn't offend me as much as I thought but it is a bit of a contradiction because despite this I still feel that for an Iron Maiden song it is pretty bad so we're getting closer to the end of the album and uh, yeah next week we've got the apparition so let's see what happens then thanks for listening to this and I'll see you next week bye bye